Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, today, I'm so excited because today we're going to be talking about Jesus and salvation and not just with anyone. It's not just going to be me and you, the listener. But today we have the legend, Mike Wilson, my future <laughs> theology teacher at Axe Academy. And if you haven't signed up, seriously, go sign up, go start at Axe Academy. It's awesome. I can't wait myself. What's up, Mike? How are you doing? How are you feeling? Hey, Silas. Good to be here. I, uh, I'm always worried, you know, when people introduce and put too much pressure on, <laughs> we had, uh, we had in church once someone was introducing the, the speaker and, uh, and basically made them sound like the second coming of Jesus. And I'm just like, <laughs> Oh no, there's no way they could live up to this. So I love it. Well, I hope you don't feel like that's what I just did with you. <laughs> um, if so, I mean, just know, guys, he's a legend, and I'm, that's not an overstatement. It's just, it's just who he is. Like, I, I feel like we've talked for what, like, two hours tops in yeah, yeah, overall, yeah. and so far, it's like the amount of knowledge and wisdom you have, it's, it's crazy. But then again, I'm just a 20 year old, and you're like, how old are you? 40, <laughs> wow. something like that. Wow. <laughs> 35? 35? 35. Okay, okay. Yeah. 30, 40. Eh. It's the beard, you know. It's the beard. Forty. It's the this beard. podcast is off to a bad start. So. I am so sorry, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's terrible. Wow, I love it. Okay, no, but uh, why don't you? Uh, why don't you start us off uh, by just uh, telling a little bit about yourself and uh, what yep. you do? You know who you are, so people kind of know. Let them know that you are not forty and thirty-five, and that I was very much wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, my name is Mike. Um, I moved to Denmark uh, four years ago in uh, in August. Uh, with my wife and and two boys we were pastoring in new zealand and working for uh, a bible college in auckland equipers college and we just had the sense like um god was opening the door for a change of season for us and i had this moment of like uh i realized where i was in this moment was the result of uh responding to opportunities as they had come my way and the next season god was opening a door but the next season would be because i chose or i i figured out or i decided uh what god was calling me to do and uh and we really wrestled with that for a long time and, and the decision came down to am i gonna push into pastoring as the primary thing or am i going to push into training and developing uh, the next generation of christian leaders uh, in the workplace and in churches. And I really felt this thing come alive within me that I love to do that. I love to uh, train and develop the next generation. And so as we made that decision, uh, the the opportunity to come to Denmark and uh, God bless you and uh, and be involved uh, in Axe Academy presented itself. And uh, that was kind of wild. And we decided that, you know, if we weren't going to if we weren't going to do it now, when, when would we do a crazy thing like that? And so we packed up our, our two kids and five suitcases and, uh, and moved to Denmark. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Listen, uh, today we're talking about Jesus and salvation, uh, like I said in the intro. And uh, I'm really excited about this. And I know that you are too. You know, you just did this story and I laughed so hard. Uh, a little bit commercial for the podcast, I guess you can say. And um I know that, you know, you said on that, that you are uh, really passionate about this topic of salvation. And uh, so am I. So this is, this is just heading in a great direction, you know, uh, it's going to be so good, but 
I was I, I was thinking that, that that we should start with just defining um, what salvation kind of is when we talk about it from a, from a biblical standpoint, because I think, you know, there's probably some that are listening that are not Christians and, you know, we'll I don't know where we'll be all the way deep in the Bible and they'll be like, what in the world is going on? <laughs> so if we just start by, yeah, could you just start by defining the yeah salvation, what that is from a kind of biblical standpoint, I guess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, really important to define it because we talk about it so much and it can be a bit a bit confusing and uh maybe one of the things we'll talk about uh is you know one, one of the cultural things we see is that people actually don't think they need saving from yes. anything but and so salvation as language is kind of a bit weird you know if you, if you haven't grown up in the in the church it's different to the gospel so the gospel is the announcement that Jesus is the king and the wow. king has come and he's established his kingdom and he sits on the throne. So that's the gospel message. Part of that is the king has made a way for us uh, to be reconciled to God for salvation. So if, yeah, I mean, if I was to define salvation, I would do that. The good is always, who has always been on a mission to, rescue redeem restore his creation has acted in jesus to restore us and and to restore wow. the image of god within us yeah uh, and to free us from the weight of shame and guilt and bondage to this thing called sin salvation today and maybe there's a i don't know i don't know if i'm imposing but maybe there's a part two where we talk about what we're saved from because we also don't always uh understanding about sin as well 100 yeah. percent. wow yeah. that's a, that's a really i actually honestly whenever i've been thinking about the gospel and salvation it's kind of just been the same thing for me so the fact that you just kind of like disrupted that view i think was really helpful to me and i'm probably not the only one saying like well i had no idea like i hear the gospel i'm like salvation yeah. um so that's yeah. that's that's really really cool and Definitely, I want to have you on another episode again. So let's <laughs> totally do that. That would be Seven so minutes cool. In. All right. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, you just nailed another spot. Let's go. <laughs> um, fastest yet. I love it. No. Okay. So you know, it's it's just been Easter, and um, and you know, Easter we we do celebrate a lot uh, the salvation that you know Jesus he gave himself on the cross, took our place uh, where we deserve to to be. But instead, he took all of our sin on himself. And, you know, we celebrate Resurrection Sunday literally yesterday because we're recording on a Monday. And uh, that's all awesome. But like you said, some people uh, in culture, actually a lot of people in culture today, uh, we kind of have this culture where it's just like we, we don't really think we need saving. And there's it's a new view on human beings as a whole. Like, well... I didn't do anything wrong. So why, why do I need saving? Like I'm not a wrong person. And um, yeah. How do we, how do we kind of make sure that we're not make sure, but would you, would you say that salvation is still even relevant today? Like quote relevant um, for, you know, the culture today, or is it kind of outdated by now? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're living in a time, especially in the West, I think where the greatest sin you could commit is telling as they are right you know yeah. you, and so uh so the whole concept that i need to be saved from something or that there's something 
wrong with me is like the big cultural uh taboo and and i think part of part of where we run into uh a roadblock when we're talking about people is we've framed salvation uh very uh you know uh you are saved from your sin mm. you um uh you know the the guilt and the shame but actually uh not everyone feels overwhelming guilt and shame no. and um the weight of, of sin on their life so but what i think is really interesting and it's something i've done with uh, with our students before in the past is uh to talk about this idea of uh gates of salvation and so there are different gates that people enter into salvation through in mm. in the book and we've tended to focus on a single gate and frame salvation entirely uh as that that particular gate and i i don't know how in depth you want to go into and this is not my own Let's idea just go. but, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> i i can't remember where i got this idea from but uh mm. so like Actually, people come to Jesus and receive salvation through a number of different ways. And so, you know, we have uh, people who come to Jesus and experience salvation through deliverance. And Jesus frees them from their torment and step into salvation. Uh, wow. People come to Jesus and they're suffering in some way. I think of, uh, you know, the woman with the issue of, the, with the issue of blood. For 12 yeah. years, she's wrestled with this. She's been an outcast from her society she's been alone and uh finally out of desperation makes her way through the crowd mm. and just wants yeah. to touch jesus and so True. she comes to jesus through the gate of suffering mm. and 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 experiences salvation yeah. as a result of that uh, mm. other people like the the centurion you know they come to jesus through the gate of leadership they acknowledge yeah. Uh, his authority and his leadership and his ability thing and it'll be done they yeah. understand that principle they understand how that functions uh, in their own context and they recognize it in jesus and so they come to him through the gate of leadership and experience salvation yeah. uh, wow. other people it's you know transformation like my life is changed in an encounter with jesus mm. in a radical yeah. fundamental way true uh other people there's a gate of cleansing like they feel this you know maybe as a result of things they've done or things that have been done to them they feel mm -hmm. a sense of like i'm unclean i'm i'm dirty yeah yeah and and an encounter with jesus it's like there's a sense of being clean again and being pure again and mm. salvation comes uh through that other people wow. it's peace right my there's so much uh violence or discord or conflict mm. in my life encounter with jesus that brings peace yeah and then uh other people they encounter jesus through the gate of family like oh finally i feel like i belong i feel like uh there's a community mm. i feel i feel like i'm accepted by the people around me and by something bigger than me right uh, yeah. something that transcends me and if and uh, yeah and, and i finally feel like i belong i finally feel like i have community and and, and family mm. and salvation comes through that and 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 then there's an it's like i'm so aware of my sin I, i'm so aware of 
where I fall short and where I've messed up in my life. Yeah. And and here's Jesus can take away the guilt and the shame of that sin mm. and provide a way for me to stand before the Father. Yeah. Now, I, I think whatever gate you come to Jesus in, at some point we have to deal with sin, right? Yeah. Sure. Uh, at some point we have to have that conversation, but it might not be the first conversation we have with someone. No. True. And, and actually... Uh, this is becoming a monologue. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I love uh, it. No, it's cool. It's totally cool. <laughs> it's so and, good. And as Christians, we have to be. We're, we're uh, we can be lazy, you know. Sometimes mm. when we yeah. when we distill the whole thing around salvation to, you know, four spiritual law. You know, uh, have you ever stolen something? Like the the point where they recognize they're a sinner. So, mm. uh, yeah, we work really hard to make people feel bad who aren't currently feeling bad, yeah. uh, or, or feeling the weight of their sin. And then we give them the solution. So we create the problem for people mm. <laughs> and then we give them the solution. But actually, uh, I think we could, uh, and, and this is the important thing. Like this requires relationship, right? I actually yeah. have to, no, what's the gate for this person? And at some point, I mean, you know, the the radical thing about Jesus is that he came as the king, the Messiah, uh, in a way that was not expected. So everyone yeah. expected the Messiah to come and defeat the enemy, right? And of yeah. course, the enemy is Romans. the Roman enemy. Yeah. It's the ones who keep us oppressed. And instead, Jesus comes and says, you think the Romans are the problem. Mm. Sin is the problem and i've come to defeat sin and so yeah of course at some point we have to we have to get there with people Mm. but it might not be the thing that opens the door no wow that's so cool with those gates like i was just like while you're saying i was thinking like what how did i kind of you know find salvation myself because i grew up in a christian family i don't know did you do that too or did you yeah. yeah okay and i remember like at least most of my life up to my teenage years i always kind of knew of god but i didn't really know him if that makes sense like you know a person but you don't know them intimately and i think the moment i stepped into hillsong which is the church i go to go to now in copenhagen the first time i had this one guy and he's still my friend to this day he came up to me and just gave me a hug for a minute straight as the most awkward thing i've (laughs) ever experienced in my life but it was also just it gave this like I'm home, you know, I'm home now. And it's like that you, you told about like some people just have experienced that. And I think that was, that was me, myself, like that whole, Oh, I'm not home. I don't feel home. And then you find that community or you find that space where it's like, wow. Okay. Here, there's something, there's just something about it. Like I didn't know what was about it. And to this day, I'm like, some of it was probably Jesus. Some of it was some awesome people too. And, I don't know. Some of it was some charismatic, good speakers, you know? Um, yeah. So, but that's really cool. Whatever way yeah. people find that salvation. That's so yeah, cool. Totally. And, and, and that's, uh, I guess, similar for me as well. My dad left when I was around 12 or 13 and yeah, uh, total shock. And uh, I, I grew up in a, in a, in a Christian family, you know, my earliest memories are, uh, you know, uh, small groups at my house and me being Come in my on. bedroom and hearing, you know, someone badly playing the guitar in the lounge and uh, playing probably at that point, it was like scripture and song, like they were super old school. And, um, 
and so I had this kind of this great foundation and then this you know traumatic event happened and kind of uh, for my mum it was you know traumatic of course and uh so she stopped going to church and I mm. had to make a decision and it yeah. was the community and the family and the the connection and fellowship uh in this tiny little Anglican church in this tiny that I lived in you know it had like five people that came and they were all <laughs> you know over 60 and yeah. uh and it was this little community that a little 12 or 13 year old found um that was the gate into a deeper relationship with Jesus so cool wow yeah. what a story I love yeah. that um you know like I said earlier there is probably some people who are not Christian uh and and who don't really know about Jesus and I'm maybe curious about or in, in some way just a little bit interested in about getting to know him and what would you say when it comes to salvation like is it something that we achieve is it something that we we have to do something to to kind of get or or how does how does it work and you know as Christians we know this or we are told this more or less often and then also not at the same time that's kind of weird actually um but but what would yeah to that person who's not a christian and maybe listening in like what, what, would, what would you tell them about salvation that here's the first thing you should know like yeah yeah well i mean the the first thing you should know is that it's 100 percent free <laughs> yeah and 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 the 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 weight like the the enormity of sin and not and when, when we talk about sin i'm talking about the power or the principality of, of sin that's just at yeah. work in the world, right? The, mm. This corrupting sort of influence. Yeah. And the Bible makes a difference between sin and sins. Yeah. So sins are the things that I do. Uh, mm. I commit sins, right? So yeah. I, I mess up, I fall short, I uh, don't do what I should do and, and all of that. Yeah. Uh, and, and so the... The, the issue of sin was so, was so big that none of us could have solved the problem. Yeah. None of us can escape that, you know, essentially, you know, we're, we're all, we all are independent and want to do what we want to do. Yeah. And uh, so we could never solve the problem. Uh, so God had the problem. Mm. And so it's not, it's nothing that we can, we can earn. It's pure of, god and his generosity and his grace and his mercy yeah for us to be free of this problem and but but the bible actually talks about these different tenses of salvation so the past mm. the present and the future tense of yeah so i have been saved there was mm. a moment in time where i prayed a prayer i made yeah. the decision you know to accept you know i can't solve the problem yeah. of sin on my own i need jesus to do something so I have been saved. I've been, and, and, and part of that is, you know, God declares me innocent. I don't have to suffer the penalty of my sin. The Bible talks about how the wages of sin or the penalty of sin, the consequence of sin is death. And I don't have to pay that bill. Uh, no. God, God took it upon himself. Yeah. Uh, so that's awesome. I have been saved. I'm oh, justified. Uh, but the Bible also talks about how I am being saved. Yeah. Uh, and, the theological term for this is sanctification. Mm. I'm being made more and more like Jesus yeah. in life. And, and my goal is at the end of my life that I look more like Jesus than yeah. I do today. And, and I, no one's going to reach no. perfection. 
but I I am being saved from the power of sin in my mm. life. I yeah. have been saved from the penalty of sin. Yeah, that that's been washed away, and now I'm being saved from the power of sin. Yeah, the wow. little voice, you know, exactly. in my ear. I'm moving <laughs> further, and it's getting quieter and quieter. Yeah. hopefully that's that's the goal. Yeah, is that little and devil what, on the shoulder, like yeah, the cartoon yeah, yeah. movies? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and one day I'm going to be saved uh, from the presence of sin. Yeah, and wow. God is one day going to throw it into a pit, and mm. I'm not going to live uh, with the presence of sin at all yeah. in my life. And yeah. we talk about theologically that's that's glorification. One day I am going to be exactly as I was meant to be, as that's God cool. intended to me. Uh, yeah, for me to be. God and, intended uh, image. Yeah, exactly. Love it. It's going to be restored fully. That picture of you know Genesis one and two, and then the yeah. end of Revelation. Uh, it's incredible. These these bookends of the Bible. Yeah. And uh, and that's not going to happen in my lifetime unless Jesus returns. But uh, yeah. But that Please. will one day happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anytime. Anytime. That'll be so cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. That's that's really really powerful uh, to think about. And also, just like if you ever listener if you ever read genesis whether you know you're a christian or not like i th i think the first time i read genesis i was like this is so old and weird and like what is what do you even take from this but it's like that's one of the things that you can't take from it. it's like this is the original intent it was that we would live in the garden close and intimate in relationship with god and then because of sin, you know, and this is kind of while we go a little bit back to the whole, we think we're perfect today and we have this culture that's like, well, if you say that people are not good as like to the core, then it's almost like, what? You can't say that, you know? But it's like because of sin that, that you know, Adam and Eve uh, committed back then, now it's just kind of, well, I, I think there's a theological term for it. I actually forgot it for a second, but that whole how sin kind of came down to us still today from Adam and Eve. Do you know if there's like a term that describes that? Because I feel like I've heard it before, something like that. Yeah, well, Augustine talks about a thing called original sin. Right? Yes. That, that the there's... sin of Adam and Eve then yeah. corrupts future. Like we all kind of inherit the action of Adam True. and Eve. True. And, and, but we could think about it in terms of like, you know, Genesis 1 and 2 is this beautiful picture of of God's original intent for yeah. us, how we were meant to live, you know, as the image of, and there's this language of the image of God, and, and it's crazy. So Genesis 1 and 2 is this whole kind of picture in it, and it mirrors uh, what happens later in in Exodus and the creation of the tabernacle, and then later in the creation of the temple, that and so it seems like garden, this uh, this creation that God has made is like a, a picture of the temple. Yeah. What happens in temples? Well, temples are their purpose, their design is to be a place mm. of worshiping a God. Yeah. This is temple, right? Which is the world, right? This mm. this this of activity. Yeah. Yeah. And then what you would do in the ancient world is you would place in your temple you would the image of of the god right a, an idol a statue something yeah. of representing and and this idol would be the representation of god in this mm. it wouldn't be god uh no one no. thought that the statue was god but it was the representation of god and so what do we see in genesis we see god creating his temple and then he places his 
image in the temple, his representatives mm. yeah. uh, in the temple. And so you and I, and and you listening today, you were created to be the the representative of God, his representation in his temple, wow. which is his world. Yeah. And and this is God's kind of original, in, 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 uh, original intent for us. Mm. And we were to live uh, functioning in some way as God functions. We were to be creative. We were to, you know, uh, take what he had created and develop it and, and yeah. bring our... Uh, our creativity to God's creativity. That's what he always wanted us to do. Mm. Genesis three happens. And instead of trusting in God, instead of uh, following God's or his intent uh, yeah. for our lives, we pursued independence. We wanted yeah. to do it our way. And there's this loss of innocence that happens. Mm. Yeah, there's, there's nothing really fundamentally wrong with having knowledge of good Right, no. being able to discern between good and evil and so uh that god tells adam and eve to not eat the fruit of that tree the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of uh i think i don't and i don't know how mainstream this is so maybe you edit it out but <laughs> i love it uh, i think it's an issue of maturity mm. so you know what happens when someone uh I don't know if you've spent a lot of time with children, but there's innocence, right? With children, they, mm. uh, and, and they, they discover in the, in the fullness of time and the appropriate time, the difference between good and evil. Yeah. Uh, but if that happens, mm. there's a loss of innocence, right? And it's typically mm. a very traumatic event. Like kids yeah. shouldn't know what evil is. Yeah. And that they're only going to know if they experience it. And so, uh, so there's a traumatic kind of loss of loss of innocence. I, yeah. I think God always wanted us to know and be able to discern the difference between good and evil in mm. time. Yeah. And to grow into the maturity of that. For sure. Uh, and instead, Adam and Eve and their representative of all of us, mm. they they wanted to do their own thing. Instead of trusting in God's timetable, yeah. they pursued it themselves. And then wow. and what happened is there's a and a breaking and a distorting of the image of God. Mm. And that's what we've inherited. This We are yeah. still the image of God, but it's somehow broken. It's, yeah, somehow, it's somehow broken. fractured. Yeah. Mm. It's kind of like a and, mirror. It's still a mirror, even though it's got yeah, cracks yeah. and all these yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like what, what I've heard before, and it, it's actually a thing maybe, you know, you listening to, uh, if you're a Christian, at least I think if you, you're not, then you might not have heard it before. But um, this whole picture of the second Adam, like the first Adam, which you said, you know, this is a representative of all human beings, you know, God image bearer. And um, and then the second Adam, which we talk about is is Jesus. And how does that kind of, um, you know, how do we go from the, the first Adam to the second Adam? And what can we kind of take from that whole perspective angle of yeah, the two atoms, I guess. Uh, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, and, and Paul uses this so well. So clearly yeah. for Paul, so this is in Romans chapter 5, verse 12 to 21. Woo, Paul... Come on, hit him with the scripture. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. I actually, I uh, my first time trying to complete my master's, I uh, was trying to write a research essay on Romans 5, 12 to 21. So uh, it kind Let's of uh, 
kind of stalled out so you'll get part of the picture maybe but let's go <laughs> uh, uh is, is that clearly for paul he sees adam as as being the representative of all of humanity and somehow yeah. we have participated in in adam's action so and and he sets up this this parallel or this comparison between adam and jesus and he says just as we all share in adam's disobedience and the consequence of that disobedience so he says yeah. you know uh, adam sinned and sin introduces uh death and we all share in mm. uh, in adam's sin because we sin he yeah. said, you know this is one of the outcomes of adam's activity yeah not not uh just that we're not that we're guilty for someone else's sin but adam opened up the way for us to sin yeah and inevitably we sin yeah right and so we're all guilty because of the the tendency within us to mm. rebellion and and to to go against god's intent you know yeah so so we all share in the consequence and uh of adam's sin which is death and 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 sin and and then he says but jesus who's the second adam comes and he does he makes all of the right makes mm. all of the wrong choices yeah and that has implications for us jesus makes all of the right choices he instead of disobedience he uh is perfectly obedient he does yeah. everything uh makes all of the right choices and uh and completes his mission you know yeah and just like we share in the consequences of Adamson, we also share in the consequences of Jesus' obedience, mm. which is grace and which that's is so restoration. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. That's incredible. And that that's like, I have religion in school. And so, so I, I know kind of the, the surf, I feel like it's the surface level, even though when I'm studying, it's like, oh my gosh, we're going so in depth with these other religions. And I'm like, <laughs> Well, really, how much do we really know? So it's like, it's probably surface level. But like, I know a little bit about other religions. And what I've noticed is the the so uniqueness of Christianity and the so uniqueness of, of being a Christian and following Jesus is that in almost all other religions, to get salvation, you have to do something, first of all. And, it, and it's never free. It's always something that you continually have to live consistently, kind of live holy. That's what holy means is it means, you know, set apart and, and being consistent. And God's the only one who's completely consistent with his character. And it's like this whole thing and why, you know, me and you are so passionate about Jesus is because like from all other religions we see in the world, this is completely free. And it's like all the pressure basically is on him to do the saving work. And we just kind of receive it, which yeah. is incredible. And, you know, whether you, talk about islam or you talk about buddhism it's like okay you have to follow these rules you have to follow these regulations to reach perfection which you know like we are both convinced you're not going to hit perfection in this life no matter what you do um unless he comes down to us jesus again second coming come on um which is not you let's clarify that again <laughs> it's not me oh, love it yeah and uh and this is just why we're so passionate about it. this is you know the just to you know talk a little bit about the, the podcast as a whole um the the reason that you know i did this as as a first and was like we need to get this message out of jesus being god is that you know he did come down and he did do all the work 
basically for us. And now all we have to do is receive his grace and, and him as, as kind of him taking our place. Um, and yeah. 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 And, and I think this is, or it can be one of the, uh, well, there's a lot of, I don't know if conflict's the right word, but a lot of, yeah. you know, uh, debate and discussion in Christian Definitely. circles, right. Around, around, uh, around salvation and, and what exactly our role yeah. is in self hundred percent and uh yeah so i absolutely say there is nothing that we can do to earn salvation that is mm. a pure gift yeah. to us yeah but but there is a response in that right true 100%. In the book of james you know he talks about faith and good works right yeah that true. uh we're not saved by our good works there's and so uh, balance the ledger or make sure there's you know enough good and that'll decide yeah. uh whether we you know get to go to heaven True. or spend eternity <laughs> with god yeah it's not like uh, there's this weight thing like did you do you know yeah yeah too exactly. many good things or yeah <laughs> yeah but but having the free gift of grace mm. yeah uh, we get to live a life of good works True. and we we get to allow True. uh this transformative work of of the holy spirit within us yeah uh transforming us and mm. uh, making us more like jesus true we get and that's to... a key word it's like it's him changing yeah. us from the yeah. inside out which is so yeah. cool yeah. yeah but like Dietrich Bonner, cheap grace and he mm. uh he, he rebukes the idea of cheap grace that yeah that that god's grace doesn't cost us something mm. he says well it does it it costs you your whole life so yeah. suddenly, suddenly my life is not my own. If I accept mm. this gift, my life is not my own. Yeah. And I'm going to give my life to it. I, I saw, yeah. um, I think it was on uh, the Instagram for the podcast, you read out yeah. Romans 12. Yes. In the, uh, in the, uh, the message translation. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. not going to be conformed to mm. the patterns of this world. Like, I'm going to present my life as a living sacrifice. Yeah. And if we think about that for too long, it, I mean, it's a very nice verse, true. But the idea of being a sacrifice isn't a particularly cheerful. It's not very nice. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, yeah, yeah. But the the crazy thing is, it's a living sacrifice. So I'm not expected to go and put myself on the altar and uh and, and yeah. Die please don't do that, listener. Please do uh, not do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, but my my living, breathing, walking uh, life is now God's, mm. and. And my job is to align that and to yeah. let God, I mean, if Jesus is the king, that means I'm not the king. Yeah. And, and kings get to make demands of their, their subjects. And uh, so it's what, I mean, I mean, we're all imperfect in this, but it's, yeah. you know, I'm certainly trying to live my life around. Like if God mm. tells me to do something, tells me to go somewhere, yeah, um, then Someone once said to me that um, they were talking about, uh, you know, we we were about to have our first kid, yeah, and you know, we're and the the advice they gave us, they had five kids, they were pastoring a church, <laughs> all of that, yeah. They said, never never let your kids be an excuse for not doing what God's mm. called you to do. Wow. And then, you know, the safest place for your children, and I think you know for for anything in your life, right? The safest yeah. place for your finances, the safest place for your job security or whatever. 
mm. is that you would be doing the will of God. Yeah. And uh, wow. Yeah, it's certainly been our experience. You know, you never. It's a bit cheesy, but you never come last when you put God first. And yeah. You're you're never. Uh, you're never. Your life is never poorer. Yeah. Or pursuing what God has for you it's in your incredible. life. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow, that's so good. And it's really encouraging me too. Like honestly, I I like if we talk about Acts for a second. Um, like I I signed up as you know. I signed up on, uh, we had this open day, which was so fun and incredible and great times. And also a lot of awesome things that God did that day and so many people. And uh, I I remember I was on a two-day visit. And then uh, like the month leading up to it, I was like, I feel like God wants me to check out this school. So I was like, I'm going to go check out the school. I check it out. I'm like, I really want to go here. And I pray about it. You know, go home, pray about it for a few days, come back on the open day. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I have to do this. Like, there's yeah. such a strong call on my life. And it's the crazy thing usually, and now we get to talk about calling and everything, which is kind of crazy, but um, <laughs> did not expect it. But yeah, so the crazy thing is usually where, where God calls us, like, it, it doesn't really make that much sense. And that's been yeah. my case, at least. Um, like, when when I felt like called to, to sign, I was like, God, I have like I have two thousand kroner. I need twenty six thousand for at like one semester, and I want to go there for a year. This makes no sense. Like, how am I gonna provide? And it's like you're not gonna provide. I'm gonna provide. You know, um, and it's just yeah. yeah. If we just talk about that for a second, like how you know for the person that's that's considering maybe receiving this salvation and, and tr- gonna you know want to live their their life with Jesus and give their life to Jesus. Like, if we talk about calling for a second, because I think some people can find that scary and can find those stories of people getting called to something like i don't want to do this or this is really uncomfortable like what would you say to to kind of that person it's like i feel like there's a call to do this maybe you know whether you're christian or not or yeah if you're considering becoming a christian like but you're scared of that whole calling thing what what would you tell that person or those people yeah i mean yeah whether you're whether you're not a christian and you're thinking about this whole salvation thing and this whole jesus thing, yeah or you are a christian and you're wrestling with the will of god in your yeah. life often <laughs> often it looks like doing something really dumb like coming to x yeah. academy right like it's <laughs> <laughs> doing something really dumb like coming to x academy. i love that <laughs> yeah I'm, uh, this is a now this is like my only hope is this podcast because <laughs> my bus is gonna fire me but yeah, it, do, no. it doesn't make sense, you know. Why? Like, and you're going to have a lot of well-meaning people in your life that are like, yeah. "Why? That's a stupid thing to do." And it's not because they hate Axe Academy or no. that they hate me or anything. But yeah, it's it doesn't make it doesn't make sense. Why are you going to sink? Go to a Bible college? Like how? True. Like should you should be going to university or getting yeah. a an education doing your masters go out and get a job you know make yeah. some money buy a house get married for sure like that that's sensible that that mm. that's smart and you know like me and my wife we, we were pastoring in new zealand the small church mm. in a small town and you know it was a, i mean it's a full-time job and and then working for a bible college and so uh you know we weren't but yeah before we we made the to do what God had called us to do. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we could have lived that life, you know, we could have a house now in New Zealand, you know, we could have whatever, you know, that 
in New Zealand, you know, we have the the kind of the Kiwi dream, which is to get a job that pays well enough that you can get a mortgage with yeah. a little bit of land and raise your kids and pass it on to them one day. Like that's mm. kind of the the New Zealand dream. Yeah. And and we've got family that have done that. And and actually both Sarah and I, our immediate family, kind of aren't really walking with Jesus, you know. They're not no. they're not they're not thing. Yeah. And honestly that I'm sure they have no idea what we've done with our lives and they can't yeah. understand it and it doesn't make sense. No. And it's not their fault. Uh and and it's not because um yeah, it's not it's not because they think we're dumb or that they're against what it is. They just don't understand it. And so no. You, you're going to have a lot of well-meaning people in your life that think what you're doing is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and following the call of God is a little bit like that. He sometimes mm. calls you to do stupid things or what seem yeah, to be. Yeah, what seem incredibly stupid and yeah, illogical. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. make sense. It's not, it's not the mm. common sense thing to do. True. But it's what God's called you to do. Yeah. And that's, I keep coming back in my own life. I keep coming back to this principle I'm not going to be worse off for doing what God has called me to do. Like no. he's, he's better than I can, kinder than yeah. I can imagine. He's more good than I can imagine. Mm. He's more generous than I can imagine. Yeah. If, if what he's calling me to do seems dumb or stupid or unreasonable, even yeah. to me, I'm going to trust that he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And, exactly. and I think that's just an important principle when it comes to calling and, the other thing is conviction. Mm. Uh, me convinced that yeah. this is what I should do. I have a conviction True. that this is the right. Mm. And we, I think we should always make major decisions based on our conviction. 100%. And par part of that is, you know, we want to invite other counsel in to, to help us navigate because it's not always clear, eh? Like, no. what's us to do or what yeah. it's calling us to do. And so I want to invite other counsel in, but I want to be wise about who, who I invite to speak into my life. But True. conviction will sustain you 